Hello, and welcome to the Roman Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, we're taking a look back at the Watch Football Team Buffalo Bills game this past week. It was a straight-out dreadful performance. The team is not who I or many thought would be so far this season. Things need to turn around soon, or the season will get away from them real quick. A look at the matchup at the Falcons this week. It's a near must-win situation. Also look at some waiver wire pickups and matchups base starts for your fantasy football teams. Lots of cover, so here we go. It's a complete beatdown last week against Buffalo. Um, really, there's no other way to really describe it. Horrible performance from the football team. They look unprepared. Um, Blacks of Azico out there and something that you know we're really not used to seeing since Ron took over. Obviously, it's much more indicative of performance, you know, before that. But you know, I, I was hoping that this team was getting away from that. But uh, that last week they went back into those old ways. Um, defense has been horrible. Um, third down defense has been absolutely inexcusable. Uh, no other way to put it. Defense is nowhere near what a lot of a lot of people thought it would be. What I thought it would be. Um, things are just not coming together. Not clicking. Coaching personnel all is just not on the same page. Um, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I really think that first third and fifteen conversion turned the tide of this game. And it's crazy as third play of the game, and things changed. But Josh didn't look that great those first two throws. Um, looked a little bit out of sorts like he did in the first two games. Talking about Josh Allen, and uh, you know, he he had a strike you know, in the middle of the field to Gabriel Davis and got them that first down, and they were on a roll ever since. And Washington was never able to stop him. So, you know, who knows? Maybe they get that first third down off the field, and Washington gets a little momentum built. This team has allowed touchdowns on each three each of the first three games first possession that cannot continue. This team does not have a lead to start the game, puts the offense, you know, set back. And they're constantly down 7-0 um, as soon as they even take the field. So um, you know, it, it can change a lot, you know, just getting off the field in that first that first possession. I think it would have gave them confidence. Um, but obviously it almost was like it was a whoa, here we go again. And I think that's um, how the defense approach it also not a good they need to be they need to be mentally stronger than that they can't be like go back to old habits because you know stuff has happened so again it wasn't wasn't a one it wasn't a great start and it led to a horrible performance the defense line is winning some individual matchups um, but they aren't playing together i think the ron Payne had a great game um, he was consistently beating his man but um you know josh they would work around it uh montez and chase you know much to contrary relief they, they are getting good rushes but um you know, it's just not resulting into sacks. Um, you know, they're not, um, you know, sometimes Chase and Montez are co- not collapsing the pocket, so there's a lot of step up, um, and vice versa. You know, when Duran is getting those good rushes, they, Chase and Montez need to make more of a straight line to those quarterbacks, and instead they're going all the way around trying to hunt for those sacks, per se, and maybe not hunt for the sacks, but really, you know, they're trying to get around their guy, and if they just played and held their contain, held their edges, um, there, Josh Allen would have had nowhere to step up because Ron Payne was right there and would, would have had the sack or Jonathan Allen has the same good rushes as well um, so really and Matt, that might be what Ron is talking about where they're not playing assignment football and not you know he keeps using the word maturity and they're not mature in their uh, I guess the way they're blowing assignments um, it, it doesn't seem like it's an individual character maturity problem it's more just you know having trouble carrying out assignments and obviously that's that's been indicative of these first three games um john bosick has been bad in coverage been bad in coverage since he's got here in washington in 2020 um in 2019 i think um but either way um he isn't getting enough depth while playing zone he, he you can really tell he lacks awareness he's not um he's constantly his guys in the backfield which of course you're supposed to do to an extent in zone but you know he just he just looks almost lost out there he just looks like i said very unaware he's out there in coverage um 
he's good against the run game. You could tell he's really good um, getting guys, you know, lined up and you know where things are going when it comes to running. But he's not a good pass player, and he hasn't been for the last couple of years. Um, Jamin Davis should start playing more. I know he was a little raw the first couple games, and he still will be raw. He's going to make mistakes, but he's gotten better each and every game. That's all you can ask for um, from your first-round rookie. Um, that play that he had on fourth and one was an absolute great read. Was was man coverage out to the running back in the flat. Jamin used his speed and absolutely, basically, um, performing a wrestling move to get I think Singletary down to the ground so Davis is only going to get better I think he should play in coverage and he did play in coverage more as the game went on so hopefully that's the way it's going to go going forward Kendall Fuller struggled again um, got beat in the slot for a big play to Emmanuel Sanders um, he's got to get it together um, he's you know one of the better players in the secondary I mean, he's got to start playing like it um, and I think he will like I said he's too talented not to just some things that maybe he's not used to getting back in the slot again it's an adjustment period he's played outside last year I mean he played a little bit everywhere in Kansas City the year before safety outside corner and inside corner so um, Kendall has had you know, a little bit of adjustment going back to the slot Benetton Juice and William Jackson the third had some moments of good play and bad play William Jackson had that PI on from Seth Diggs that was a horrible call though um, St. Juice could have had a PI and a deep pass to Stephon Diggs, but it was good coverage for the most part. Um, as it's recording, I don't know if St. Juice is going to be able to play on Sunday. He's in concussion protocol, so that could be a loss. Maybe Kendall goes back to the outside, and they play maybe Cam Curl in the slot more, um, or Torrey McTire in the slot, um, or Torrey McTire outside and Kendall Fuller in the slot. Um, so that could be a big you know, disadvantage going into Atlanta week. Um, Atlanta continues to struggle in coverage. Um, same thing, blowing assignments, um, especially when they're playing zone. And obviously he's not a good man player. He needs to play closer to the line. He needs to, I think he really needs to be only a Buffalo nickel. Um, you know what Jock Thurrell called it in his offense defense, excuse me, or he just he maybe he needs to move as a linebacker. I know he doesn't want to, but he would be a better linebacker than John Bosick is. So um, it's something that this team should consider as long as Lane is up to it. I know in the past he hasn't been, but he's not been playing well at safety. And Cam Crow needs to be out there because he's you can argue the best defensive player on this team outside of the front four guys. So um, he needs to be out there as much as possible. Uh, Taylor Heineke played himself, played outside himself and struggled. I kind of alluded to it last week. This team needs to keep, put him in good situations where they have a lead or have you know good good game plan where you can give the ball to Gibson or quick pass to Terry Logan Thomas, um, guys like that. But once he got down 21-0, Heineke tried to do too much, and he's not that. Um, he's not a guy that you can count on to win a game for you consistently. And he just he's not that player. Um, he may never be that player. Um, they can win with him this year, and hopefully – We'll start winning with him, but obviously still a lot to be determined if he's a future franchise guy. I don't see that for him, but I hope I'm wrong. I just think Heineke can hopefully, uh, he's a play from, you know, ahead or, you know, close enough because once he gets down, he's going to start making mistakes. And I kind of agree with Ron Rivera's assessment that he should be a game manager. He needs to take what he needs, takes what he sees out there. Don't do anything special. Um, he needs to run more. He, he's been hesitant to run these last two weeks. Um, didn't cost him against the Giants. It cost him against the Bills. I know he can't get hurt. He's very fragile. You can tell. It seems like every time he takes a hit, he's in immense pain. So I understand why he doesn't want to run. And that's also going back to why I don't think he'd be a long-term answer because he's just not going to be able to stay healthy. But um, he took some bad hits at the end of the game when the game was over. Then he started running more. So it was a little odd why now try to run anything when the game was out of hand. But something he's going to have to learn and get adjusted to. Like I said, I still think this team can win with him and have a successful season with him. But... He's gonna. They're gonna have to get put him in the best situation to succeed, and um, they just weren't able to do that from the jump uh, last Sunday. 
O-line was good all game, very consistent, Heineke had time all day, only sacked once, um, I did a really good job, I thought Charles Leno had his best game in Washington so far, Cosme was solid, um, so I think that hopefully is a bright spark going forward, Antonio Gibson had an amazing screen pass for a touchdown, 70 plus yards, showed the burst that he has, um, looks fully healthy from that toe injury from last year and then the offseason, so it's good to see that, he needs to get the ball more, this, he's one of the best players on this team, at least on offense, and he needs to be getting involved. Almost the way it was in week one where he got 23 carries. And then you get closer to that number uh, going forward because you need to get to your um, ball in the hands of your best players, especially when your quarterback is a little limited. Um, they need to start doing that with Gibson. Um, Terry was Terry with his opportunities. You know, made some good plays as usual. Logan Thomas was good as well. Did a little too much in that fumble, but that was still a great individual effort to get those 20 yards. Just got a hold on the ball there. It was a great touchdown towards the end of the game when the game was out of hand, but you know, great way to use his body against a smaller defender and something that you know this team could use going forward. Um, Deami Brown is playing like a rookie. Um, I said from the jump that I thought he'd be more of a contributor in 2022. Still really like the guy. It was a bad drop he had. He has a lot of those, not a lot, but he has some concentration jobs in North Carolina. Um, so it's just something he still needs to work to work on and rectify. Um, like I said, still very high on him, but he's playing more than everyone expected to at this point they expected to have Curtis Samuel he's not there um Cam Sims I thought would have played more he did play a little more after Diami dropped that pass but then Cam Sims dropped the pass so um you know Cam's gonna cash in those opportunities especially when they're limited as they are for him um he did have another catch for first down as well but um another guy that still needs to get a little more more run even with that drop they need Curtis Samuel's but Curtis Samuel back they really do I mean he's gonna provide an element to his offense where you can give him the ball in any capacity at a slot outside receiver, running back, um, end arounds, touch passes. So hopefully he's healthy um, as this recording. He is practiced on Wednesday. They designated him in return. Doesn't mean he's going to activate him before Sunday. But if they don't have him this week, hopefully they can definitely have him by week five against the Saints. Moving on to the Atlanta game. Um, this should be a get-right game for this defense. If it's not, then I think this fan base has a lot to worry about. I don't know this is going to be a good season for this team. Um, um, they can keep Matt Ryan in the pocket. He's not very mobile. Uh, he's more mobile than you get him credit for, but obviously he's not Josh Allen or Daniel Jones um, or obviously Herbert either. So this is the least mobile quarterback they've played so far. Their own line is average. Uh, Jake Matthews is okay at left tackle. Mitch McGarry is solid at right tackle. Um, Matthews actually is solid too. I'm not trying to um, degrade him, but um, they have a young interior offensive line with Jalen Mayfield, Lindstrom, and Matt Hennessy at center. All guys are first or second year players. They have to capitalize on this. is a younger offensive line. Um, Mitchell Gary, I think, is only in his third year as well. Jake Matthews is a senior season veteran of this group. This defense line has to take advantage of this matchup. This inside um, is where they can do it. Theron Payne, Jonathan Allen should have a field day. Tim Settle, Matt Ionitis be able to play. Um, and Chase and Montez should get involved too, obviously. Mitchell Gary and Jake Matthews, they can beat those guys. If, they, if, they, if this team wants them to be elite players, this is you know what they got to show up for, especially when this team needs it the most. Um, Calvin Ridley is one of the better up-and-coming receivers in this league. Um, definitely an ascending number one for the Atlanta Falcons. They need to take him out of the game plan like they did Stephon Diggs. They did a really good job taking Diggs out, but then everyone else had a great game, whether it be Cole Beasley or Emmanuel Sanders. So, luckily, the Falcons don't have a Cole Beasley or Emmanuel Sanders in that receiver core. Um, so, hopefully, they can take out Calvin Ridley, make Russell Gage uh, beat you on the other side. Um, guys like that, because, you know, that's something that, this team can account for um, even make them run the ball. Mike Davis is a solid running back, but he's more of a backup. Let's see, Cordell Patterson's a gadget running back receiver player. Um, you know, put the put the onus on them to make to beat you. Um, I still love Kyle Pitts. He's been a little up and down so far, but this talent is unreal. He's going to be one of the best tight ends in this league. They have to account for him. He's going to have one of those breakout games soon. Um, his you know I arrived in the NFL moment. He hasn't had that yet. Hopefully, it's not this week four, but you know 
this team has always struggled for the last couple years now going in the middle of the field. So I could see Kyle Pitts, you know, having some success there, but they got to limit that, you know, to as much as possible. Hayden Hurst is a good solid backup tight end for them as well. Um, but, you know, for this offense, you have to account for Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts um, and make the other guys beat you. If they beat other guys beat you, then you got to tip your cap, but definitely have to hone in on Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. On offense, they need to get Gibson going early. Like I said, um, he needs 20 touches, whether it be receiving, rushing, or however he gets them. He just needs 20 touches because he's that type of player. Um, they need to hopefully build a lead, give Heineke some confidence and rhythm. Hopefully, this defense gets out the field in that first possession, or Heineke can be relaxed, or maybe they get, maybe they receive the ball and you know get the offense on the field first, get some momentum and you know confidence going for that. Um, I trust that Scott Turner's gonna get Heineke, you know, some rhythm plays where it comes, you know, slants, slot, um, screen passes, um, run plays. Um, if Curtis Samuel's playing, get him the ball. Um, so, I mean, like I said, get Terry and Logan going early along with the Gibson. And like I said, having Curtis Samuel back would be absolutely huge for this offense. Uh, he is going to be a really impact player for this team. They just really need him to stay healthy. Um, attack AJ Terrell and Fabian Moreau on the outside. Fabian Moreau, obviously the former Washington football player, had his up and down moments here in Washington. Um, but uh, Terry can obviously have a field day with him. AJ Terrell has had a better second year than they did in rookie year, but still he's not a top flight corner. They should be able to have some good moments on their outside. Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones. Forside, Olakon is their best, you know, defenders. Olakon and Deion Jones are probably the fastest group of linebackers in this league, or right right up there with who they saw last week in Trey, Tremaine Edmonds and um, Matt Milano. So um, those are guys that are going to be, that they need to watch out for, especially in the run game and in the end in those quick pass situations. But Grady, Grady Jarrett is one of the best defensive linemen in the league, interior-wise. I've got to, you know, account for him. Hopefully, Baron and Sheriff obviously can h- h- handle him, along with Eric Flowers and Chase Roulier up in the interior of that offensive line. Their edge rushers really aren't that great. Dante Fowler is an okay pass rusher. Um, they paid him a lot of money in the beginning of 2020 and hasn't really um, paid them back with his performance. So they re- I think they'll be okay on the outside with um, Sam Cosme and Charles Leno, but Gray Jarrett is a guy they definitely, like I said, that's he could be a game wrecker, so definitely have to game plan for him. They have average, average safeties and Eric Harris, who's been a journeyman and you know, mainly a backup for the Raiders the last couple of years. Ron Harmon's had some good years, but kind of behind him now, now in Atlanta. So um, this defense isn't something that should scare this offense. Um, this offense did have some success. Um, I expect Heineke to have a bounce back game. Um, him last week, that wasn't what his game is he knows that i know he, he made some plays that he knows he shouldn't have he was just trying to make most of what was going on with the situation of being down 21 nothing and basically being out there scores the whole game um so i am giving this team the benefit of the doubt i think they're gonna have a bounce back um they have to have a bounce back especially going forward with this tough schedule I'm going to say the defense is the get-right game. People are going to be happy about what it comes. And if they don't, then that's when a lot of things need to be questioned. But um, right now, I have Washington winning a 23-13 game to get to 2-2. Two and two. Moving on to fantasy football. Um, some guys to pick up and maybe start this week. Quarterback Sam Darnold, Carolina Panthers. I um, really liked him in the pre-draft process in 2018. Um, had a really good... Really good start to the season so far. He's had at least 19 points in all three games. Uh, could be a high-scoring affair going against Dallas. Um... They might be throwing the ball a lot. Um, with Christian McCaffrey out, um, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are definitely some guys I'm trying to target a lot. I think Darnold's going to have a nice game and you know someone to keep you know on your roster as a second quarterback. 
Running backs, he had Alexander Madison, the Vikings running back. Um, he started for Dalvin Cook last week. Um, he had 27, excuse me, 26 attempts and 112 yards last week versus the Seahawks. If Dalvin Cook is out, um, I think Madison is a solid RB2. You should start him. If Dalvin Cook is out, obviously, you don't start him. Cook is one of the best running backs in the league. So he's not, Madison's not going to take many touches away from him. But this is, you know, really deba- depends on uh, Cook's availability. Um, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Carolina Panthers starting for Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be out for a few weeks. Um, I think he's a solid flex, maybe an RB2 option with Christian McCaffrey out. Um, Dallas defense has been playing better, but I think Hubbard, you know, is going to get his you know, opportunities against Dallas. He had a historic great career at Ohio, excuse me, Oklahoma State. I um, mean, a 2,000 yard season. He's a home run threat. Um, you know, he's a good tough runner, tough to bring down. Like I said, lots of talent, um, and he'll get a chance to show out over these next few weeks. I think he's going to have a, a good performance um, when Christian McCaffrey is out. Another running back, Washington football team, former player Peyton Parber, now with the Raiders, has the Chargers on Monday night. He had 23 carries, 111 yards, and a touchdown versus the Dolphins. This is also dependent on Josh Jacobs' availability. I think all Josh Jacobs' owners should pick him up. Seems like he surpassed Kenyon Drake as that second running back in that team. He's considered a flex option, I think, if Jacobs is out again. Um, receivers, you got Emmanuel Sanders, has a good matchup against the Houston Texans. He had five catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown last week against Washington. Still has some juice to get downfield. Uh, I think he's going to get some more targets as the weeks go by, especially with teams keen on Stephon Diggs and making sure he doesn't go off. Um, next, Rashad Bateman, receiver for the Ravens. He just started practice this week after being on IR. He might not be activated this week, but he's someone that I think, you know, fantasy owners should take account of. I really liked him at Minnesota. He's going to be, I think, a really solid player in this league. Um, someone to keep in mind for you guys to pick up. I think he'd easily become a favorite tomorrow. Excuse me, a favorite target for Lamar Jackson and quickly because I think they built some rapport in training camp. Um, and, you know, hopefully they can pick off that with Bateman coming back from injury. Last day, a receiver, you have Nick Westbrook Akeen um, for the Tennessee Titans. He's got a good matchup of going against the New York Jets. Really, this is because the injuries in that Tennessee receiver core. He could be their first, you know, wide receiver one in Tennessee this week with AJ Brown out with Amstring and Julio Jones is iffy with a knee injury apparently right now. So um, Westbrook could be the number one option, but also they could just run the ball 55 times with Derrick Henry and not even worry about passing him. But um, Westbrook did have four catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown last week. And lastly, at tight end, you have Dalton Schultz. The Dallas Cowboys tight end against going against the Carolina Panthers. He had six catches, 80 yards, and two touchdowns on Monday Night Football last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. He had over 60 receptions last year. Um, so, you know, he has some production in the past. And I think his numbers could go up as the season progresses. The biggest thing with him is that Dallas is running the ball more. And he's not a number one option on that team with the receivers, obviously, they have of, you know, who, uh, it's not Julio, geez, Mari Cooper. CD Lamb and when Michael Gallup gets back. So, you know, someone maybe to consider rostering, maybe not start a weekend, week-to-week basis, but a matchup-based play. Um, and he could have, maybe not this week against Carolina because their defense has gotten better this year and has played very well. well with that, that will include this Roman League episode. Washington football team had a disheartening beatdown last week against the Bills and will look to bounce back in week four at the Atlanta Falcons. Hope some of these fantasy tips help you in your leagues. Next week, I'll be back with a new episode previewing the Washington Ball team game versus the New Orleans Saints with a look back at the Falcons game. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanOnLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.